You are listening to the Fantasy Nightcap, a fantasy collective production with your host, Shane. Grab a drink, kick back, and enjoy the show. Welcome in to another episode of Fantasy Nightcap. I am your host, Shane Barrett. You can find me on Twitter at FFShaneB. And we are back from our hiatus. Uh, I needed a little break from content creation just to recharge the battery. So we took a couple weeks off here at the All Nightcap. So we are back and we are ready to hop into the Dynasty offseason for fantasy football. And joining me tonight is the Rotating Tap. The beautiful, the unique, the wonderful, the magnificent, the all-knowing Nathan Polvoet. Nate, cheers, buddy. How are you doing? Cheers. Tonight? I'm wonderful. Kicking back, talking some football with my homie. So, yes. you know, even yes, though it's yes, a Monday yes. and it's going to snow tomorrow. Ooh. Well, it's a, it's a Monday here and it's not going to snow tomorrow. Um, I think we're done with snow for a little bit, which I'm kind of okay with. We moved to South Carolina to get snow, more snow than we were getting in Birmingham. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, our high tomorrow is 55. It was 58. Am, it was 58 here today. A-okay with that. So, Yeah, you know what I did? Sat inside what? and watched rookie film. I'm jealous, but that's per- that's perfect preparation for what we're doing today. Yeah. All right, now it is time for round two of our way too early Superflex rookie mock. I am here with Nathan Polvote, as you all know. So, Nate, start us off with the 201, please, sir. All right, so <clears throat> I'm still not drafting Chris Olave. 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 I don't know why he has such a hard time with that one. Um, I'm going to go with, I like Malik Willis interesting i like that pick but i need you to expound on it why are you taking him here to i just i have a gut feeling that quarterbacks are going to be at a premium by the time we're coming around to rookie drafts and i think that there are some guys who are going to end up places where it's clear um okay so let's say uh aaron Rodgers does leave green bay Mm-hmm. they're going to take another quarterback in this draft. It's not going to be, be in the first stupid round. stupid not to. They'd be very stupid not to. And from what – and it, it's probably not fair to judge Jordan Love at this point. Uh, that's fair. But I don't think it is. <laughs> I mean, I hear what you're saying. What we've seen – I'm is also not, a jaded well, Green Bay fan. Sure. You're just jaded sometimes, Shane. So jaded. Yeah, that's, that's probably accurate. Yeah. Um, so let's say Green Bay gets a quarterback. Let's say they go mm-hmm. with someone like Malik Willis. Well, there's a good chance that we see whoever they draft in like week eight or nine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because from what we've seen from Jordan Love, his not it's not been good. Well, yeah, and I don't like if Rodgers leaves. I've got a even if Rodgers doesn't leave, I think Devonte Adams is definitely gone. Um. Now, if, if Rodgers stays, Adams probably comes back. But Green Bay doesn't have a, a ton of cap room to work with, I don't think. Um, so then that means your wide receiver one is Alan Lazard. Yeah. So, well, dude, like Aaron Rodgers said, 
I don't want to go into a rebuild. So if he leaves, this team's going to be stripped apart. Yep. Because Devontae Adams is gone. They have no cap space. They're 40 something million dollars over the cap right now. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised. And this is like doomsday, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him move like AJ Dillon or not AJ Dillon, uh, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Get, yeah. Get that contract deal Aaron Rodgers, let Devontae Adams go because they can't afford him. Mm-hmm. And now you, but you're also getting Bob Tanyan back. You do have no, Alan Lazard. Agent. Oh, Tanyan's a free agent. Oh, that's right. He is. So he's gone too. I mean, yeah, that team's pretty stripped down, but also Cobb is fan- 34. Yeah. Um, oh, Amari it's not Rogers. We haven't seen anything from, and I don't like that one pisses me off. Cause I was so happy. They finally drafted a receiver mm-hmm. and then they just didn't use him. So whatever. I don't know. There's some interesting situations, I guess, where some of these like lesser known quarterbacks could end up. Um, uh, Philly. I wouldn't be surprised to see Philly take because while Jalen hurts got them to the playoffs, like, you know, that this isn't sustainable play. Yeah. Like long-term they can't, it's not going to work unless Jalen hurts gets markedly better in the off season, which he could, if he puts the work in, we don't know. I just think there are a lot of, um, Pittsburgh could be looking for a quarterback. Well, <clears> that's retired. Really, I know, but now they're saying that it's Mason Rudolph. It should not be Mason Rudolph. It should and that's not, not be just, Rudolph. that is not just me being a Cleveland fan and hating him for being a racist prick. Um, that is me being a, like just a football fan and watching mm-hmm. him play. He is not good. Like I think our Steelers fans like Herms would much rather them draft someone than go with Mason Rudolph. Oh, he's not happy about the whole plan our flag on Mason Rudolph thing, but Mike Tomlin's smarter than that. I just, there, yeah. there's some, there's some interesting situations coming up. We don't know what's going on in Tampa Bay. We nope. thought Tom Brady was retiring and now we don't know. And he's probably not going to just to spite whoever leaked it. Um, all of us, all of us, but we, I mean, what direction is Josh McDaniels going to go in Oakland? Is yep. That was one Las that I was Vegas. thinking of. You know, what's... Let's say Rodgers doesn't go to Denver. Let's say Rodgers goes to Indianapolis. What does Denver do? Yeah, right. Quarterback in the draft or Russell Wilson. Or Marcus yeah. Mariota. But there are, there are so, there are Russell so Wilson many... Russell traded. What does Seattle do? Right. Are you well, going think, with Geno Smith? Mm, no, you're... No. And it's going to be interesting to see where how some of this stuff pans out. I'm Once the NFL draft is over... Um, I'm going to be very interested to see where some of these guys land. So, but yeah. All right. So you've got the two Oh two Shane. I do have the two Oh two. And just because you took Malik Willis and I think there's only one draft eligible quarterback left, um, that I know of, I'm going to take Desmond Ritter here. Um, because I love Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Now he is one that. I think we'll need a little bit of development in the NFL um, to improve maybe his his decision making and be and playing up to that competition level. Um, but I mean, we've seen him play Georgia twice and play pretty decently um, in the bowl game last year. Well, in, in twenty twenty, and then in the playoffs mm-hmm. this year, um, I. Uh, I really like Desmond Ritter. I like the way he spins the ball. I like the way that he can run. Um, I just think he needs 
just a, a little bit of time to, to cook, if you will. So I'm taking him because he's the last QB left. <laughs> um, so something I just want to say real quick, because I agree with everything you said. I have nothing to add. The only thing I do have to add is when we're talking about decision-making with some of these rookie quarterbacks coming in, <clears throat> I think something we have to remember is that while the NFL game is more complicated, it's also far less chaotic yeah. than the college game. So <clears throat> when it sometimes that poor decision-making comes from chaos. And when you can actually like have a more direct laid out plan, things are while more complicated at the same time, it's a little bit easier to manage a game. Well, the other thing too with Ritter and you probably like with Ritter, Malik Willis, maybe can he pick it? Um, who am I forgetting? Carson Strong, definitely. The thing that I th- I think will benefit these guys is they're going to be playing with the best guys that they've ever played with. It'll be better offensive linemen. It'll be better skill position players. Um, that th- They're obviously going to be playing against better defenses too, but it helps when you've got guys that are talented enough to make plays for you as well, which they haven't necessarily had at Cincinnati, at Nevada, at Liberty. At Pitt, so right. right. That's my that's kind of my thinking and, and hope for for Ritter Willis, uh, Strong and Pickett. So all right, two or three, hit me. Trey McBride breaking the tight end cherry. Ooh, <clears throat> I definitely need you to talk about him because I don't know anything about this tight end class. Uh, nobody does. And it's really not that deep. Um, there are some deeper guys that are probably actually going to end up being the best ones in the class that are going to go later. Um, but I really, I like Trey McBride, Trey McBride's size, six foot four, two sixty. He's athletic. Um, he's got really good hands. He's, he's a really good. Okay. So this is something I look for in tight ends. And I don't know that a lot of, I've heard people talk about, but not a ton. They have to be good at that. Like quick, like almost like chippish block off the line. Yep. If they're down, if they're in down formation, because if you're going into a route that helps create the illusion of a run play and it takes eyes off that tight end, who's laying the block. If you're good at it, he's very good at it. Okay. And that creates opportunities for tight ends because they're at the line blocking. It's a play action play. How many times have we seen Rob Gronkowski do that? Where he'll hit a guy off the line. He'll, act like he's run blocking for a second on a play action play. And then he and runs pop that, out. The, he runs a little fade. Yep. Like right up the seam. So, yep. and that's something he does well. <clears throat> and I love to see that out of tight ends. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what this tells me too, about the tight end class is trade your picks to get 2023 first. So you can take Michael Meyer. <laughs> hmm. Should have just taken Kyle Pitts last year. You should have. But if you didn't, Fryermith, or um, I think Trey McKinney is going to turn into something, buddy. I ain't going to fight you on that one. I Mm. like some Trey McKinney. All right, two oh four, Kyron Williams, one thousand percent Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams. I am a Kyron Williams stan account. Whether you knew that or not, I will be standing for Kyron Williams all offseason. I don't care if he's 5'9", 195. He can do everything, and he is the best 
pass-blocking running back in this class by far. And because of that, I think he'll get on the field. Yes, I like your reasoning. My only issue and why I probably won't be drafting him this season, this draft season. Is because he's 5'9"? No, I don't care about that. Okay. No, that doesn't mean <laughs> Barry Sanders was what five eight and a half, five nine. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. It was... I know, but it doesn't. I'm saying it. I almost like some of these smaller guys just because lower center of gravity. A, they're harder to tackle, and B, they can slip through traffic. Yeah. Um, but I have this weird thing where I really, I really don't like <sighs> players that come out of Notre Dame. Well, fuck you. It's nothing against Notre Dame. <laughs> I have had, oh, I got lost in the flood, but an old school starter Notre Dame hoodie. It was like with oh. the like, almost like letter jacket letters on it and a yeah. letter jacket style, like patch, like fighting Irishman. And yeah. I love that thing, man. I was a huge Notre Dame fan when I was a kid, except for when they played CU, but they don't translate to the NFL this day and age. That's, I don't know what it is uh, about. There's it's something about their system. I don't know what Kyron's it is. Kyron's going to translate. I promise you. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying it's kind of like how I feel about Zach Wilson because he's a BYU yeah. quarterback. I don't yeah. buy BYU quarterbacks in the NFL. That system doesn't translate well to the NFL. I don't care how talented you are. It almost never works out unless you're, yeah. you can be a Taysom Hill type. And that's not really argue. a quarterback. Right. The last one who was good was Steve Young. Yeah. So, anyway, no, sorry, Randall. I I, I, I hear you. The talent's there. I th- I think he does everything well to me. Like he and I saw. I think Angelo maybe tweeted it or someone else tweeted it. Say he's the most complete black back in the class, um, because of his pass. Pro- like his pass protecting, I promise you, is pristine. Like it's beautiful to watch. Um, and that's gonna get him on the field. And when the, the coaches see that, they're going to see the way the other ways that he is talented. He's he's going to be able to run between the tackles. He's going to be a good receiving back. I think I think he could end up being the best back in this class long term. Um, but landing, okay. th- my biggest problem is going to be landing spot. Landing spot's going to be huge for him. Yeah, it kind of sounds like how I feel about Ramondre Stevenson. I think yeah. in five years we're going to be talking about wow he was. <sighs> the best back in this class except like maybe Najee Harris yeah so, so. all right okay. 205 hit me um I'm gonna go with Wandale Robinson <laughs> okay why are you laughing at me I'm not laughing at you I'm laughing because we've talked about Chris Olave or five I kicks keep- into the second round and we still haven't picked him dude I sorry, also <laughs> I have a weird thing about Ohio State wide receivers. Not, I don't know, man. It's not, not since Ted Jinn. Just, just okay. Just talk about Wondell Robinson. Yeah, fine. I'm ignoring that joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, he's kind of slight. Uh, he works the field well. He's got quick feet. He doesn't drop. Kind off. of slight. He's 5'10". No, he's not. He's 5'7", and that's generous. He's he's listed at 5'10 on the Nebraska football website. 
Wandale, we're talking about the same Wandale Robinson that transferred to Kentucky, right? Yes. Yeah, he's 5'7". There's a picture of him standing next to Nick Saban. Nick Saban is 5'6", and I shit you not, Nate, Wandale Robinson is maybe that much taller than him. Okay. I'll trust you. Um, anyway, that doesn't matter. He's small. He's small. And he's that's fine. very small. But Let's see what he's he's listed as he's listed at five eleven on ESPN. No way. <laughs> yes. Okay. <clears throat> so he's taller than you think he is, Shane. So he's no, kind of slight. I promise. <laughs> so I'm just tell, dude. ESP, if it's on the interwebs, it has to be real. So well, here's the here's the he's thing. actually like five thirteen probably <laughs> roughly. <laughs> Wikipedia has him seven foot eight at five eleven, but no, I promise you, he's five seven. No, he's an inch taller than me. Um, I promise I just, you, he's my height. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, well, he's a wide receiver who's your height, who actually moves really well and gets a lot of yards after the catch, and it's impressive. And that translates well to the NFL. Coaches love that. And quarterbacks like um, Jalen Hurts love that kind of wide receiver. When Derek Carr no, wasn't so, playing well, something Baker Mayfield could have used more of. That was a big part of why he wasn't as successful. He didn't have – everybody was a deep threat. Everybody in that offense was a deep threat. I'm not – look, you I'm just messing with you. Deep threats. No, I know. On Wandale's height. I – I love the pick. Like I think he's gonna, he's gonna be one of those guys that's probably gonna rise up draft boards really, really fast. So getting him at two hundred five is really good. Yeah. Um, I I completely agree with everything you're saying. I'm just making fun of him because he's legit my height. No, no, I hear you. No, it's fine. I get it, man. <laughs> no, it's just so funny the disparity. Like, yeah, that's wild. Well, and I saw some. <sighs> can't remember who tweeted it today but somebody tweeted man lots of people are shocked that all their favorite college players are smaller than they actually uh are listed at on the college websites and i'm like yeah like like i would like if i had played college basketball i would have been listed at 510 i'm 5'7 almost 5'8 so wait i would have been if I had played at, college basketball they would have given you would have been listed they would have given you six one easy, dude. That's awesome. Ha. Hey, easy, no. but the NBA says that I'm six one, so exactly I must be six one. Exactly. All so, right, who's, who's your two oh six? Two oh six. Give me a second. I'm actually looking at Kentucky's website to see if I can find Wandale. Um, two oh six. Two oh six. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take Chris Olave. He's fallen far enough. Um, yeah, it, it him and Wilson are both great. Um, I've seen some people tweet about how people are gonna take Olave and over, like potentially even over Wilson, um, and it's gonna end up biting them in the butt because Olave is not as good. And um, I I need to do some more study on him to be honest. Uh. He, but he's had a great college career, and I think getting him at 206 is, is kind of stealing. Um, but we'll see. So 
I, I like that pick. If I was in your position, I probably would have done the exact same thing because we're basically the same person. We are. So it tracks. Wandale Robinson. Kentucky lists him at 5'11", too. They're a bunch of liars. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what the great thing is? Is we'll find out at the Combine how tall he yes, really is. Will. All right. So <clears throat> with my pick, I'm taking Jahan Dotson. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he re- he reminds me of KJ Hamler, and I really like KJ Hamler. Uh, I think he's I think better he's, than that. I think he's he, yeah. I don't know though, man. We haven't seen KJ Hamler healthy for a full season with a good quarterback. That uh, is also I, true. I wish that um, the Broncos had just started Drew Locke from the get go. Yeah, because I think that by mid season, it's a team that is in playoff contention with Drew Locke, but we're never going to find out now. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like Jahan Dotson. I, he's speedy. <clears throat> he is also yeah, that's a great he, pick. He's yeah. Um, I was just told just real quick, a message from um, Herms. Um, Amon Ross sucks. Herms. Them's fighting words. Herms. <laughs> You know he doesn't mean it. He's just trying to rally up, Shane. Okay, yeah. All right. All right. So, John Dawson's so, awesome. Who do he you- is. My comp for him is Elijah Moore. Okay. Yeah, I wish Elijah I, Moore wasn't a Jet. Yeah, I know you don't, but I think... That franchise both- is effed, man. It's going to... I feel bad for Jets fans because they think that Zach Wilson is like the savior and... I'm telling you, he is not a good quarterback. He's not going to last. Yeah. I'd rather have Josh Rosen. Oh, God, no. Oh, yes. Very oh, much so. no. Come I'd rather on. See, I'd rather see Josh Rosen get a shot. Come on. Seriously? Yeah. Oh. I don't believe that we're ever going to see Zach Wilson play any better than we saw him play this season. Ugh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Two oh eight. Let's hear it. <sighs> you. Ugh, ugh. Um, I'm gonna go with another receiver here, who I'm a little surprised that he's still here. He's gonna go much earlier in the NFL draft because the NFL loves speed, and it is one Jameson Williams. I like that pick and you're right about speed. So NFL capital doesn't equate to fantasy capital. No, completely. Um, I, I, unless Jameson ends up in a perfect situation, perfect situation. Where's that perfect situation? That's a great question that I don't know the answer to. Let me finish my thought and then I'll come back to that question. Um, I think he's going to be similar to Kadarius Tony rookie year. Well, that's not a good comparison. It's not. He's better than Kadarius Tony. I'm gonna, let me say that he's better than well, Kadarius Tony. I Tony's. hope so. But I think the the draft capital like Kadarius Tony went in the first round, but it went in second, third round. Even I think, don't quote me on that. Of rookie drafts, and it's because part of that's because their quarterbacks garbage, and their system was or not even their system, just their offense was was just bad this year. Yeah, that's um, no, very true. 
so that's like if if Williams lands in a spot like that, like let's say he lands in hell if he lands in New York, um, either New York, uh, who else? The Saints. I I would not like him in the Saints because we have no idea what that team's doing. Um, that's <clears throat> yeah, that's going to be an interesting situation to see what they do at quarterback yeah. and everywhere else because they're so over the cap right now. Perfect situation though. Um, Ooh, Chicago. Pair him with Darnell yeah. Mooney. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think I got my answer for you. I don't know if they're going to have an early enough. Well, yeah, they might because they didn't make the playoffs this year. The Los Angeles Chargers. If they let Mike Williams go, yes. I don't if even they think re- they have to do that. Do you really think they can support three wide receivers with Austin Eckler? Absolutely. And the incoming Trey McKinney tight end one season? Well, that's not happening this year. Gonna, no, it's not going to happen. Probably ever. It'll, hap- it'll happen next year. His ceilings. <laughs> McKinney's ceilings like tight end <clears throat> probably. Tight end seven. Yeah, but that's like... God, I saw the stats... Oh, this is going to piss me off. It's like, I mean, you've got to get like 500 yards and four touchdowns and you can be a tight end one. I did a dive on tight ends the other day and it's astounding. That it's, it's so weird, man. Mm -hmm. That position. So yeah, I, I'm really, I wrote this article on uh, for fantasy pros where it was, um, free agency risers and fallers. And I was mm-hmm. sad because I took a shit on Evan Ingram and I had to take it out because <laughs> I had too many words. So I had to remove a player on each side and uh, I had to take out Evan Ingram, but well, he is tight ends, man. It's a weird, it's a weird position in the league because you don't really have like once you're past tight end four or five, the value just like plummets. I would say there's six tight ends that I want, and then after that, it's a complete crapshoot. Uh, no, shit, give me eight, okay? Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Andrews, Hawkinson, Goddard, Schultz, and Knox. Take Schultz out of there for me, and take Goddard out of there for me. Okay, that's fair. I won't argue with you, you on that one. I'll put in Pat Fryermuth. Uh Fryermuth is another one. And and Pitts. Pitts. Holy shit, I forgot Pitts. Yeah. Um, I just don't believe that I don't think we're gonna see Schultz do what he did again. It's just it's it's not gonna happen. These there's guys out there, I mean, he's like a let's say Tyler Eifert or Gary Barnage. Where it's like they have one like pretty good season and everybody's like, yeah, but it's not pot. They're never Dan Arnold this year. I, yeah, I think I agree with you on Dan Arnold too. I don't know. Tight end such a slippery slope, man. And you have so, uh, yeah. Then the Broncos over here, like we've got Noah Fant and Alberto. (laughs) Yeah. Both guys could be a top five tight end if they could get a decent quarterback. If they had a quarterback. Yep. Yep. Okay, so I All believe right. I'm up next now. Is that yes, correct? Yes, 209. 209. Who do you take? Okay, so I'm going uh, James Cook, running back out of Georgia. Interesting pick. I like it, though. 
Well, I think he's. I mean, he's he's in the top tier of running backs in this class. I think. Mm, I'm going to look now. You've got me. Intrigued. I mean, Spiller, Walker, Hall, Williams. For some reason, they don't have. Yeah. No, I would agree. I I think he would fall in right underneath Kyron Williams for me. Well, and, okay, so I don't know a ton about him. I know that he went to Georgia. I've watched a little bit of film on him. I like his running style. I like the way he cuts. He's Dalvin line. Cook's brother, and there's no denying that they look right. identical. Right, and he's an SEC running back. SEC running backs are good running backs. Georgia running backs are good running backs. He's an SEC running back, and he doesn't have a lot of tread on the tires, as far as I know, because they've been using a committee for like the last two years with Zamir White, James Cook. Oh, I'm forgetting one. God bless it. There's another one that's there, um, and I can't remember who it is. Oh, my God. Who is it? Please help me, Nate. I can't. Okay, we'll we'll move on. Um, no, James Cook, I, that's a good pick, honestly. Um, with the people that are available, um, I don't necessarily know if I would have taken him there just because the wide receiver class is so deep, um, and I I kind of like them um, over him. But there's well, some question marks with the guys. There's some question so marks deep. with the guys that are left. Yeah, that's true. But like you said, it's so deep. Well, and no, and I meant there's question marks with the wide receivers that are left. So, like, getting Cook, someone yes. who – Cook, who is someone that can be a three-down back, essentially. He's a very good pass catcher. He's a yes. very good pass catcher. Like, there was almost a time where if James Cook was running out, you knew that he was getting the ball thrown to him. Well, he was 27 for 284 and four touchdowns this year. Um, this year, yeah. 10.5 10. yards per catch. He was actually, I mean, in 2020, he was 16, 225, and two touchdowns. He had 14 yards per catch as a running back. Yeah. Like. He's a very good pass catcher. Yep. Yeah, very good pass catcher. And most of the time when he's on the field, he's touching the ball. So. Yeah, um, exactly. 113 carries. Six point. I mean, over his career, he averaged 6.5 yards per carry over four seasons. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think he, like his brother, his skill set translates very well to the NFL depending on where he lands. And probably not even yep. depending on where he lands because the team that takes him knows what they're getting, and that's why they want him. Yep. Okay. Okay, 210. You took Trey McBride at the 203. I think – so I'm looking at a list according to CBS of available players in the 2022 draft. Um and there is one other tight end that I'm like confident in on this. Well, there's probably two, but the other guy you can get much, much later than this. Um, I'm going to go Jalen Weidermeyer out of Texas A&M. As soon as you said tight end, I knew that's who you were going for. Um, yeah. And I'm there with you. I, yeah, I have no problem with that. I, he is a big freak of an athlete. Yeah. Um, I think I don't know what his stats were this year, but he's all he's been talked about as a very good tight end prospect, and I'm just I'm taking a flyer on him here. It's two ten, might as well. Um, I think okay. he'll translate to the NFL pretty decently. So um, I'm mostly making this pick so that people who listen to this podcast learn this guy's name. 
And I think oh, that legitimately God. we could, but I do legitimately think we could be talking about him as a second round tight end in okay. rookie drafts when it comes to draft season, depending on where he ends up. Um, Jeremy Ruckert. Yes. Out of Ohio state. Yes. That was the other, pr- that was the other tight end that I thought you could get later. Dude, I here's the pick. thing, and what's driving me crazy about it is how hard people are sleeping on him. He didn't get a ton of opportunity at Ohio State. I think he, if I remember correctly, he had like 26 catches for like 350 something yards. So but, let me list. But Ohio State doesn't use their tight ends, and so, they've got weapons for days. Right. So they didn't need Jackson they, Smith and Jigba, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Trey Vion Henderson. I think I got that right. Master Teague, and then Jeremy Ruckert. You could probably say Ruckert is above Teague from a, a pecking yes. order standpoint. But that still puts him at fifth in a college offense. A power five college offense. That doesn't play jack shit. Sorry, any Ohio State fans out there, but not really. I am an Ohio State fan. You are? Dude. Well, you're no, fired. Be- Jen's dad is in Ohio. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Jen's dad is from Ohio, man. Her whole fan her mom's from Columbus. So like I love my in-laws. They're some of my favorite people on the planet. Like, no joke. Fantastic. And I root because I love my father-in-law. I root for his teams and I hate Michigan. So that helps. Okay. Yeah. I've hated Michigan from the beginning of time. Okay. Okay. So, but records dude record. Okay. A few things that impressed me. Um, He goes up for jump balls, like a wide receiver, not a tight end. He's not clunky about it. His vertical leap is actually fairly decent. And when he gets in the air, he adjusts his body to the ball. You don't see a lot of guys in college that are capable of that. Kyle Pitts was one yeah. of the few tight ends I've seen in years that could do that. And he was very good at it. He's a really good blocking tight end, which again, puts him on the field more often. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's very good at coming off of those blocks into a route, but he's very good at doing, he, he can run that seam route, but then he can run like an up and in. I He was blocking and then running off a slant route. And they used him a lot in the red zone over his career. Yeah. Because he moves oddly well. He reminds me kind of like Colin Johnson, where Colin Johnson's like basically Mm -hmm. tight end size, but he moves really 6'6. Oh, yeah, 6'6. 6'6. He's He's big. 6'5. He's like a full five inches taller than the average NFL cornerback, and he plays wide receiver. So, um, Random Rucker, super deep sleeper person that I really wish would pan out, but has an Auden Tate is also six five. But I, I like Ruckert's skill. Uh, he's got good hands. He reminds me of Pat Fryermuth. Um, he he can run basically the full route tree effectively, which you don't see a lot in tight ends. Yeah. So no, I I love that pick. That was one of the uh, the ones I was considering. Okay, um, I am right. go so. I'm on the clock with 212, right? Yep. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with the person here who is healthier. 
but there's two people I'm considering, so I'll probably end up talking about both. I'm going David Bell, wide receiver out of Purdue, here. Okay, he was going to be my pick, and I pivoted at the last minute to James Cook. Interesting. Okay, so, um, I was I considered him at two ten, but I was like, you know what, I'm gonna take uh, take Weidermeyer because he's on this list according to CBS. So um, I was between Weidermeyer and Bell at two ten. You took Ruckert at two eleven, which I love. Um, but I was I figured you would take Bell or Justin Ross, who is the other person I considered here at two twelve. Um, I'm going David Bell just simply because of health. We don't know like Ross is coming back. He's going into the draft. He's he's gonna play. Um, he's been cleared from his neck injury, but that man, that neck injury is scary. It is scary. Like there, he can easily be done in a second. Yeah. And I hate that for the kid. I hate that for the kid because he is so damn good. Like, oh, he's so damn good when he's healthy. Um, but there's just there's just a little too much risk for me. I'm gonna take David Bell um here at two twelve, who I think is a value at two twelve. Um I th- I agree. Uh, like I said, I, I was gonna take him at two ten or two yeah, or two nine. nine. Yeah, so, so, um, yeah, that's, I mean, so it's David Bell or, or Justin Ross here at, at 212 for me, and I'm going to go David Bell just because he is healthier. He's been a focal point in the, in the offense at Purdue, um, which we know Purdue's nothing, nothing special when it comes to offense, if we're being honest. So I'm, I'm going to take him here and, and hope he pans out. Um, and I think he will. Because, I mean, at this point, we're getting closer to the dart throw kind of area um, in that late second, early third range. And um, I feel I feel good about Bell. So, um, all right. Well, that wraps up round two of our way too early super flex rookie mock. Um, so now we're going to go into a quick bonus round. Um for our third round, just to kind of talk about a couple of guys. Um, we've actually, I think, already talked about all of them, but one. So, uh, Nate, who is your favorite QB in this class? So, it's Kenny Pickett, which I alluded to earlier. Okay. Um, yep. Dude, he had an almost 70 per- 70% completion percentage. I hate saying it that way, but it always gets stuck. But he had 4,300 yards. He had 42 touchdowns on seven interceptions. Like, He's a talented, and like I said, I think he's the most pro-ready quarterback in the class. I think he's going to be phenomenal. I think he lands on a team where he ends up getting a shot by midseason. Um, shout out to my wife, Jen, for turning me on to Kenny Pickett. She's the one who's like, this guy's actually really good. Well, damn it. If Jen thinks he's good, then I've got to look at him harder. <laughs> Dude, she didn't miss much, man, <laughs> this season. Like, she didn't miss Her- much. So um, I don't feel yeah, like I just miss re- as much ever, except with you. Oh, well. <laughs> I quit. I'm kidding. I love you. I you were already you. fired. Shut your mouth. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm just I'm a I'm a I'm a Kenny Pickett fan. I think he's smart. Um, okay. I like so. It. So who's yours, Shane? Thank you. Thanks for asking. Mine's Sam Howell. Um, I just, I love this kid. I yep. really think he's, 
I think he's got the total package. Um, good arm strength, good decision-making, can run the ball when he needs to, but it's not his first. Like It's not like Jalen Hurts. It's not read one and then, oh, shit, I've got to run. Um, he's gonna, he's only gonna run when he has to, and he's very capable of doing so, but he will stick in there and, and read the pocket. So Sam Howell. All right. Who is your favorite skill position player in this draft? So I have two. Um, one of them we literally just talked about, uh, Jeremy Ruckert, big physical tight end. He sees the field. Well, he plays more like a wide receiver, depending on what he's running in the route tree, but he can run it all. Great blocker, just effective as a tight end. I love him. Um, the one we haven't talked about, though, is Jerion Ely out of Ole Miss. I like this one. I like this one so a lot, actually. His upside the NFL is probably honestly going to be as a pass-catching back. Um, yep. he, li- he lines up in the slot well. He, I, There were a handful of times that they had him out XY. Wasn't a ton, but when he was out on those... Like Kyle XY? What? Like Kyle XY? I have no idea. You remember that TV show? Nope. Oh my god. Bro, I am going to be 40 in like... I'm going to be 40 in like a month. It's not... It was on ABC. It was like a sci-fi TV show. Oh, then I definitely didn't watch it. Oh my god. Okay, whatever. Keep going. Okay, so... 32 catches for 218 yards and two touchdowns this past season. He only rushed for 770 yards, had 133 carries. But what struck me in the film and watching, he's very explosive at the line of scrimmage. So he's one of those guys who gets the ball. He sees his hole and he just like, boom, like a rocket. Bam. Bam. And I think that for his size, for him to be able to move through the line that well, once he gets past the defensive line, he's so tiny. He just like slides. He can slide through linebackers. And once he gets to the secondary and he turns on the jets by like, he's very yeah. quick and he's gone. Adios. Adios. So those are my two. Awesome. 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 All right, so my two, I mean, they're not really, <laughs> they're not sleepers. They're my favorite players, though, um, at the the skill positions. We've talked about one this round. We've talked about one in the last round. Kyron Williams and Traylon Burks. Uh, I have been banging the drum for Kyron Williams for a year, really, um, ever since the Clemson game last year where he saved Ian Book's life um, because he was so stonewalling Clemson defenders in the pass blocking game. Um, I And I, truthfully, I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I like him because he plays at Notre Dame. But just watching him, he's just, to me, he should be in the conversation with Spiller and Hall and even Walker for top running back of this class. I think he's that good. So, You know what's so funny about all this is everybody was so hot on, like, Kenny Gainwell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Kenny Gainwell's the truth. Well, it's funny that you say that. We don't know. And, like, we're talking about this stuff now because we have an idea. Like, these are the guys who are in play. Yeah. Who's actually going to pan out from this class? Realistically, like... We don't know. Six or seven guys are going to be worth what their draft capital. Yeah. And there's maybe going to be one or two that are worth more than their draft capital. Maybe. I don't think this class... I don't think this class... Well, this class probably has, like, two or three of those, maybe. 
Yeah. I so, think Jerry, I think Jerry um, on Ely is one of those. Yeah. Okay. So. No, I agree with you on Ely too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, he's a weird one. Like to, remind, to I don't, analyze. I don't love player comps and I try not to do them, but um, Ely reminds me of Michael Carter a lot. I like that. I think I like that. I almost think he's a better receiver than Carter though. I think he is too. But so. Carter's a really good receiver. I think we just didn't see as much of Michael Carter's receiving. Yeah. Other than with Mike White. So. No. I completely agree with you there. All right. And then my other one, Traylon Burks. This, I mean, yeah. he's going to be wide receiver one or two of the class. You think easily. Um, 6'3", 225, going to be run a, a really good 40. He's just a good athlete. And, like, he is so big and there was one play i can't remember who it was against but he caught the ball and then accelerated and beat everyone on the field it was like he caught it in the middle of like two or three guys but they were probably five to eight yards away you can crack that on the mic we're the fantasy nightcap you don't have to hide it that's true um but nearest defenders were maybe five to eight yards away and he accelerates through everyone and is just gone and it's like you are so big, you should not be able to move like that. And that's what excites me the most about Traylon Burks. I love guys like that. I love me too. it. Me too. So, well, all right. That wraps up this episode of Fantasy Nightcap. Nate, before we go, where can people find you? You can find me with uh, in between media at IBT underscore media on Twitter. Um, you can find me at Janate Jack FF on Twitter as well. I'm going to be changing that soon to just my name because this has gone on long enough and it's silly. I was a child then. I'm an adult now. I was 38. Anyway, <laughs> um, you can find my writing with in between media. I also do a show with in between media. A couple shows. We have DFS tailgate. We've got, the 19th hole firing up soon here for golf uh, that I believe our first episode is next week. Um, coming off the edge. We are back after hiatus in January, tomorrow night at seven Eastern. Then I've got in between at seven, nine thirty Eastern. So many times to remember and to convert here. Um, I'm also now a feature writer at fantasy pros. So you can check me out there. I've got yeah six pieces coming out here in the next probably like 30 days with them. I'm really excited about and NFL labs with Brad Bolt and Mr. Shane Barrett over there. Um, John Swanson, Scott Rainier. Uh, we're, we've got some cool things brewing there and that's it. That's it. And the fantasy collective, of course. Thank you. That's what I was. Well, that's at. where I am right now. So <laughs> I felt like I didn't need to say it. Y'all know you get to hear me here once a month. And that's probably more than you want to hear me, but too bad. I'm here. (laughs) That is fair. Um, Well, Nate, thanks for coming on, buddy. Um, It was a blast as per usual. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Nightcap, at FF underscore Collective, and at FF Shane B. Also, be on the lookout. Polly's playoff year three registration will probably be coming out around the Super Bowl. So make sure you get registered for that. Um, and then make sure you like and subscribe to all these, um, to the podcast and to the YouTube for the collective, because we have some hey, huge guests coming up this offseason. 
um and nate will be on for one of those so i sure, sure will stay stay tuned for that one all right this is the fantasy nightcap where we serve you fantasy advice straight no jason cheers